Hello and welcome everybody to That's So Funny. Today there's not going to be a guest, it's just going to be me, your host, Ryan Neal, aka The Neal Experience, and we're going to go over a few things that I recently have been uh, thinking about and just wanted to talk to you guys about. I've talked about it a little bit on my stream, and you know, there, there are just things that I think about, I talk to my friends sometimes about them, but there's a couple of things they can't relate to that I just figured we'd talk about today and hang out and kind of chill. Um, the first one being Twitter. Uh, I don't, a lot of my real life friends don't use Twitter and Twitter is obviously a big space for gaming. One of the most recent things that I've been really annoyed with is virtue signaling. And for those of you who don't know what virtue signaling is, it's when you basically take a stance on an issue but you do it in a way that just you're you're basically just doing it to elicit a response. Like for instance, let's say the issue was someone throwing their cat on stream, which has been very big on Twitter. And if you guys aren't aware, a girl got banned or a girl did not get banned. She did not get banned, even though she threw her cat on her stream. Like she threw it over her head. It's not she didn't like spike it or anything, but it a lot of people think it could be animal abuse and she had done other stuff too. It wasn't just the fact that she threw it. She's, she's done other things that people, you know, construe as animal abuse and she didn't get, she didn't get banned. Well, when this whole thing came out, you know, the clip was making the rounds. A ton of people were like, this is how you should treat animals. And, you know, like posting clips of them, like being really nice to their animals. I'm like, and that, that is, Verbatim virtue signaling. It's basically saying like, this is how you know this is this is how I feel about how you should treat animals. And it's like the problem I have with it, or I think the problem most people have with it, is like, yeah, we fucking know, <laughs> you know, it's like we we know that you shouldn't abuse your fucking animals, like and and you're just posting this to get likes, you know, likes and you know tell people how good you are. And it just, it's the, it's one of the most annoying fake things that I've, that I have a problem with uh, when it comes to people, especially content creators, because I feel as though when you are a content creator, you should, you should be as close to yourself as you possibly can or your true self. And that doesn't mean you can't, you know, turn it up to 11, ham it up a little bit. But when I meet you in real life, you should not, you know, if if, we, if you didn't know this was a, you know, like, uh, like at TwitchCon, that's not real life. You know, that's people are still going to be their stream selves. But like if we hang out and, you know, and you kind of turn it off, it shouldn't be a 180. You know, I, personally, me, I would say. I, I, I don't know, like in real life, I'm really not that much different than I am on stream. And that may be a bad thing. I don't know uh, that it may be like. Maybe I need to turn it up a little bit and, you know, have more emotional responses. I, I just, I couldn't do that. I, I, I can't feel fake, you know? Um, and sometimes that stubbornness comes across in real life, you know, cause I don't want to, like, if I feel like I'm doing something just for the benefit of someone else, I probably won't do it, which it's kind of an asshole thing. And I was, sorry, I had a piece of like, I have something in my teeth. I hate that. But uh, 
I won't do something just like if I think, you know, it'll make me look cool or something like that. I don't know. I, I, that, that's kind of like a rabbit hole. But when people do this online and they do it on their stream and they're not, you, you can tell they're not genuine. It really does annoy me. And that whole virtual signaling thing just really gets to me because it's like, great. You, you, you got to show everyone that, you know, you know something. It's like, it's like basically saying like, yeah, abusing your spouse is wrong. It's like, yeah, we fucking know that. <laughs> and I, I want to respond to every tweet I see that does this, but you're, I, I know I would just come off looking like an asshole, even though what they're doing is so disgenuine that, uh, or engine, whatever the word is, it's non-genuine, you know, it's not. They're not being real. It's like the, they may think that. And it's like, yeah, everyone thinks that. But it's like they don't understand. And I think some people are just honestly ignorant that they're doing it. I think they're just like, I have to post this and just, you know, say you shouldn't do this. <laughs> it's like, do you think someone that does these things is going to read your fucking tweet and be like, oh, shit, I shouldn't beat my wife? Okay, I'll stop. It's like, no, they're not. Like, that's not how that works. So It's like you're just appealing to this echo chamber of you know of twitter or wherever you're speaking to and of course all the the responses are going to be positive because guess what most people don't fucking do those horrible things it's it's just kind of silly to me and uh i've just seen a lot of it on twitter lately you know it's it's so it's super silly i also hate it when people just they act like, you know, they're telling you something that you didn't already know. And there's a few people that do it. I've actually unfollowed people because of it. There are some people that do it, you know, am I often, and I don't unfollow them, but I, I think it's definitely a reason to unfollow someone. Like I, I unfollowed someone the other day because they made like a super, uh, ignorant tweet about the whole, uh, what is it? Oh, uh, like booby streamer thing. And, and the thing was, they weren't even making an ignorant streamer. Uh, sorry, they weren't even making an ignorant tweet about booby streamers themselves. They were making an ignorant tweet about people who, like, quote unquote, attack booby streamers. And I was like, you're not helping this issue at all. And, and the thing was, it's like, your tweet, I don't know if they intended it to be humor, but I'm like, one, it's semi-offensive they they were they were basically like saying something you know that i just i felt though as though they were they were still in high school you know it was like they were very immature about it i'm not gonna say what the tweet said i'm not gonna say who it was obviously but it was just something that kind of struck me odd that i was like hey, you probably shouldn't say that and like the, the what I hate about it is when people say like this this specific person when they say stupid things and they get caught out they just double down on it they're like well if you don't like it you can just unfollow me I'm like and you're and you know you're totally right they can just unfollow you but these are people that like you you know they they followed you for a reason me being one of them me personally I didn't say anything to them I just unfollowed them because I was like you this isn't the first time either. That they've posted uh some crazy shit where I was just like, uh yeah. 
you don't it's it's when it's when people speak from an ignorant place and then they double down on it and the reason one of the reasons i hate that is because i too have done that and it's not a good look like i've doubled down on some shit in my life not like serious shit but you know just like arguments with friends or on the internet which argument on the internet is dumb in general but just doubling down when you're when you're kind of speaking from a place of ignorance or a place of memory i tend i tend to do it from a place of memory whereas you know if you misremember something and then you try to double down on it when someone tells you no that's wrong you probably should fact check yourself first and be like oh i thought it was like this you know i'll i'll get my i'll i'll do better research next time you know something like that but uh yeah it's this specific person would double down on it and i'm just like yeah it's not it's not a good look you know i don't know but you know that's just one of the few things that i've seen recently that have annoyed me there are other things too but they're not all bad um I, I think I talked about this last time uh, that I did a solo episode about people talking in the movie theater. I really, I recently went to see uh, Knives Out, and it it came out. I went to an early screening of it, which was, by the way, Knives Out is amazing. I think it's a really excellent, well done movie. They give you a refreshing take on the murder mystery, you know, kind of layout that used to exist. The acting's great. The I, I I was I was intrigued and entertained the whole movie, and yeah, it was it was perfect. I mean, for for what it was, I would say it, it itself. You know what it was trying to achieve was definitely a ten out of ten. Overall, for me, I would say you know I would put it at an eight and a half, nine out of ten. Very good writing. Uh, Ryan Johnson actually directed the guy that directed The Last Jedi and Looper. And I think he did a really good job with this. And then uh, Chris Evans uh, and Daniel Craig were two of the main stars in it, and they were both really good. But I mean, the whole cast, like, uh, oh, what is her name from Halloween? I always want to say, I always want to say Demi Moore. But I know that's not her name. What is her name? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I, I remembered it right as I typed it into Google. Oh my gosh. But yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. She's great. Um, there's a whole ton of other actors that are, you know, like low-end A, high-end B-list actors. And yeah, the movie's really good. But I went, So in the theater when I'm seeing it, my friend nudges me. And now this this time we were on the first row of the upper section. He nudges me and on like so on the bottom section, like two rows down, all the way over to the left, we can kind of see that there's like a group of young kids. And when I say young kids, I don't mean like, oh, they were twenty. They were probably like fourteen, maybe fifteen. And knives out is only PG thirteen. I wish it had been rated R, because then these little tweens couldn't have been in there. But I, we, we look, he nudges me, he goes, look, they're just on their phone scrolling through Instagram. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? And this was like an hour into this movie. I'm, and I'm not lying, guys. The, like, the last time I talked about this, it was during Ad Astra, which I could see getting bored during that movie. 
I this movie I don't understand. I'm like, it's all there's always like it's there's always like a the plot is always developing. You know, there's always something like kind of happening, and the whole movie they kept like getting up and like running out and then run, coming back in. Finally, they all got up and just left, and they, they weren't they weren't like made to leave or anything, but they just left on their own accord, which I was like, thank God. But you know what? You know what's funny? They weren't even like the the craziest group there there was like a whole like thanksgiving family reunion in the in the, the row in front of us which was the the first row on the bottom section i don't know what it was there was like a family of like legit i'm not joking 10 maybe 14 people and i'm like holy fuck the whole time during the like the previews they were like just like chatting and, and talking and like the older woman that was with them she was obviously the mom of like all these young college kids she took her jacket off and put it on her like her her seat and then two or three times throughout the movie her phone's in her jacket and it's on silent but it would she has that bullshit thing on her phone where it fucking flashes so you just see this bright flash go off like three times you know like boom 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 and it did that three times throughout the movie and i was just like really man like how i i just I I I haven't I've yet to gone oh so I will uh, may back up. I was gonna say it's been a while since I've been to a movie without being interrupted. However, I did go see Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, when it like when it came out and another great movie. Uh, very. I felt that it was a very like kind of a you know masculine, competitive like machismo kind of thing uh, going on in it. And I really liked it that, that I'm not trying to say like, if you're a woman, you won't enjoy it, but it, it was definitely quote unquote, a man's movie. I feel, and that's just the tone that it's set. Cause you know, it's set back in like, I think the late forties, early fifties, maybe I'm trying to think when it was set. Maybe it was the seventies. I do not remember what the time era is, but it's the Shelby Ford era, uh, uh, with, uh, when they go to Le Mans and they they get uh, Carol Shelby to design it, but anyways, it's you know it's an earlier time in America, so men are obviously you know at the forefront of everything, and uh, it was just a solid film. However, and during that movie, we didn't we didn't have any any problems like nobody running around you know being stupid or on their phone. And I think, I don't, I don't know if that's for a reason. I don't know if because that's more of an adult movie. But I mean, like, Ad Astra's not. Joker's not. And and, and Joker wasn't even kids that annoy me. It was adults. But yeah, you can listen to my last podcast, uh, solo podcast, if you guys want to hear more about theater etiquette. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know, man. Twitter and Twitch and, you know, Everything lately have been kind of weird for me. I, uh, as the year comes to an end, I kind of do a annual self review. And this year feels weird. I, I've talked about this on stream before. I don't know if I spoke about it on the podcast, but I feel like I experienced something called, or that I call time compression where 
and I, I, I don't know if other streamers experience this, but it, it's where you, you kind of become self-aware one day and, you know, Skynet launches. No, I'm just kidding. But you become, you, you become kind of aware of the fact that like, oh, three months have gone by and that feels like a week ago. Because, you know, for a streamer, I feel like you get into this rhythm and kind of every day is the same. Especially if you play a lot of the same game. And, you know, and if you, especially if you have a set schedule at both at work and on your stream. It's, it's super weird to me because... I will, I will... I'll notice that something that, you know, like, oh, uh, for instance, like when I started the podcast, it feels like I've been doing this podcast now for like months, but in reality, you know, I guess I did record my first episode like three months ago, but it, it, it both feels like I've been doing it forever and both, and it also feels like I started it last week, if that makes any sense at all. So I know that I've done it. I know I recorded the first episode three months and eight days ago because I recorded it my first episode with my cousin and it, I recorded it on his birthday, which is the first of September. And I'm recording this, um, on the 8th of, uh, December. And it's weird because that was three months ago, but I legit feel like it was, you know, two weeks ago, even though I know that's wrong. And I don't know how to explain that feeling other than, you know, time is being compressed in my head. And I think it's because your brain tends to, or at least my brain tends to cut out a lot of like the, the same, the same days. So, you know, if like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I go to work and, you know, work 10 to six and I come home and stream from seven to midnight and I go to sleep and repeat the next day. All three of those days are the same. If you know, you know what I'm saying? Like those days, there was nothing unique about them. And I don't know if that's an issue with me or if that's just part of streaming in general that happens. You know, that's just a thing that it happens. If you're a streamer or, you know, if you're even if you're not a streamer and you experience this, let me know. You know, uh, feel free to email me. Uh, that's so funny podcast at email. Or you can be up on Twitter the no experience. I'm I'm interested here if you guys have any if if you've experienced anything like that. You know, it it's almost as if like your brain goes into this has this weird long-term memory uh has a problem with like committing the these certain memories to long-term memory. So it's like when you go to check back, you know, it's like how long ago was that? And it's like, that feels like it was, you know, two weeks ago, kind of like what I was saying, but it's like, in reality, it was over a month ago. And it's, it's, it's not a good feeling because I mean, I want one for one thing, when people hit me up or if I set a goal for myself and I tell myself, oh, I'm going to do that thing. And then, you know, obviously it's probably worse for me because I, I've always had a problem with procrastination. I will put something off over and over. And then I'll think to myself, oh, that wasn't that long ago when I thought it up. So I'm, a, you know, I'm not procrastinating that bad. Then, I'm, then, you know, time passes and that time compression kicks in. And then you're like, oh, shit. I said that two months ago and I haven't done anything to push myself towards that goal in these last two months. For me, like something for me personally, it's, you know, I've wanted to. 
I've wanted to upload to, like, start uploading to YouTube and uh, other stuff like that. And I haven't done that for a couple of reasons. Uh, I talked about this on another episode. I think it was with Papadopoulos, I believe, where if I don't feel like something is perfect or I feel as though someone else has done it better, I almost feel like it's pointless to me doing it at all. Which is a... It's bad logic to follow because... That'd be like going out, you know, and trying out for a football team and being like, well, you know, I'm not Tom Brady, so I shouldn't even try to play quarterback. It's like everyone has to start somewhere and you have to get better. So the way you get better is by doing that thing. It's just like podcasting. You know, I'm only 10 episodes in. I feel like I've gotten somewhat better. I don't feel like I'm not Joe Rogan, obviously, but, you know, Joe Rogan has done like 1500 episodes. He's also a madman and he's much older and, you know, more experienced and just a more, he's a very solidified in who he is and his whole career. And he's probably, he's probably just always going to be a better at podcasting than, you know, me or, and most other people like he, his podcast is like the pinnacle of podcasting in my opinion. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I, I was just giving you guys an example, you know, like, I'm sure Le- if LeBron James thought, I'll never be as good as Michael Jordan, and he didn't, you know, push himself, we would not have LeBron James today. And that's not that's not me saying that I can achieve that, you know, goal, but why shouldn't I try, I guess, is kind of what the question I pose to myself. And I think that goes for everyone, you know? Even if you don't think you'll ever be that good, why not try to get as close as possible? Because... I think you can exceed your expectations and you can even exceed maybe your actual potential if you try to achieve something higher. You know, like, for instance, like, let's say you're trying to dunk. Well, if you put it, you know, if you put the rim down to six feet, yeah, you'll be able to achieve that pretty quick and dunk. And like, you can say, I could dunk. But let's say you put the rim up to like, I don't know, whatever regulation is. I think it's like nine feet, three quarters or some shit. Let's say you put it up there and every day you go out and you try to dunk the ball, you're always going to get that much closer, you know, by just trying over and over and over. And there's something to be said about that. And it's hard, I think, for me, because I just immediately want to be able to dunk. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to have to go through that whole, well, man, I'm going to create all this shit, you know, like I want to be able to already be making good YouTube content and, making good podcasts and having good streams, especially after three years and nine months of, uh, of streaming. I, in my head, obviously I feel like I should be in a different place, but that doesn't mean that I should, you know, like just because I feel like I should be in a different place doesn't mean that I actually should be because my whole first year of streaming, I was an asshole, you know, uh, I'll be honest. I mean, I wasn't always an asshole, but I had a def- definitely much different mentality and stuff like that. So it's like that first year is almost like negligible, negligible. I can speak. And, you know, it, it's funny. I'm going to go, I'm going to go off on a tangent real quick. I, I often wonder how many people that I've turned off or that have a negative view of me because they interacted with me when I was a more negative person. 
and I'm definitely not a positive person now, but I try to be less negative in the sense that I'm not always yelling at people. I'm not blaming my problems on others or, you know, just being rude to people. Uh, so I, I, I wonder, you know, cause even one, even one, one of my, uh, close friends on Twitch and my main mod elephant stamp, she told me when she first met me, she was, she goes, yeah, I got very scared very quickly and left. And she's like, I gave you a second chance. And th it was like a year and a half, I think, in between those two interactions. And she's like, you're, you are much different and you're much nicer. And it's, it's humbling to hear things like that, but it's also like, man, I had, like, I had to have been really bad. <laughs> so I, I do wonder, like, during that whole time of me being an asshole, being, you know, not a good person, how many people are like, you know, fuck that guy and they'll never give me that second chance. And it just reiterates to me how important first impressions are, especially when you're a content creator. Because let's let's say let's uh, theoretically, I'm an asshole to you know person A. You know, and they're nobody. You know, they they're not. They're just a normal Twitch viewer. But what you don't know, they know person B, and they're really good friends with person B. Person B is a game dev or a community manager for a game that you love, and they. They hear from their friend, like, hey, this guy's an asshole. So down the road when you know, or even, not even down the road, but like, let's say that was just a bad, a bad day for you. Well, now that community manager, whoever it may be, person B, they're going to, they're going to blackball you. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to do that, but theoretically they might, you know, or they, they might, you know, be adverse to working with you and, you know, I think of stuff like that too. I'm not saying it would have happened, but I'm saying I wouldn't forgive myself if I knew that I cost myself something by being an asshole. And on, and and even on on a, on a bigger note, I know I've made people feel worse about themselves, and that's also pretty shitty. But I've I've talked about that before. But kind of back to my original point, it's like you know I've been streaming for three years, nine months, and up until, like, this year, I would say I did not have a good grasp on what it was, and I, I still don't think I have a good grasp on what, like, good content is and how to be unique and kind of step out of that mold of, like, oh, I play video games and I, you know, have a chill environment. It's, it's also a lot to do with commitment. Like, I think up ideas and I don't commit to them. I also... I also have ideas for things that I want to do that I just can't do, right? For instance, my one of my buddies gave me an idea forever ago where, you know, it's like a fake rage. And I've I've wanted to do this for so long, but it's like, let's say I die in a video game and it's nothing serious, but you just see me walk off camera and then the camera switches and it's just it's like a pedestal, right? With a coffee mug on it. And then you just see me step up and like, obliterate it with a bat as like as like that's me like releasing my rage quote unquote <laughs> it's like he told me he's like i think that would be hilarious just to see you like just break stuff and he's like you know viewers could buy things that they wanted you to break on stream and stuff 
Um, and you know what? You know what's funny is that there's actually a whole a whole business behind breaking stuff. Uh, they're called I think they're called chaos rooms. I believe I don't know the exact name of what they are, but what they how they function is it's basically like an escape room, you know, or just a room. Let's say don't think about escape room. Sorry. It's like a room that you just pay money to enter and you, you get safety goggles and, you know, then you go into a room and you pay different amounts based upon what you want. But typically they have a package like they're like, all right, you, you know, for 30 bucks, you get an hour in the room and you get, you know, a bunch of junk to beat up on. But we'll also give you like some really old light bulbs, uh, a couple Xbox 360s, yada, yada, yada. And then you just walk into this room with like a jumpsuit and goggles on and you get a bat golf clubs crazy stuff and you just get to break the fuck out of it and my friends uh my sister and a couple of her friends did, did some in richmond uh virginia recently and I'm, i know they're in bigger cities there's not one in, in lynchburg where i live but like it's a it's an idea you know, it's funny. You guys ever have this thing where you're like, I thought of that before it actually existed, but you don't know if you actually thought of it or if subconsciously you saw it and then forgot that you saw it. So you think you thought of it, but it's one of, that's one of those things where I thought that's one of those, uh, ideas where it's like, I thought of that before it existed, but I don't know if I actually did. I don't know if you guys ever do that. I always wonder, you know, I, I doubt I did because I don't, I don't feel like I'm that original, but I would definitely have the right mindset for it because I, I was never, I don't think I ever had anger problems, but I think something like that would have benefited me. I do think that that whole exercise is therapeutic um, in general, you know, just getting to like break something that, that you know, you're not hurting someone else is therapeutic. Like it's like, uh, you know, breaking a plate, you know, whatever it may be, you get to release this this emotion, and it it's definitely helpful. I think it's, it's like it's just like crying or, you know, something like that. I think, I think you know, just crying in general is really helpful. Like, real talk chat or not chat, but anyone listening, <laughs> sorry, the streamer in me came out. Um, real talk, like I'll probably have a good cry. I would say once every three months or something where you kind of just think of things that, you know, have made you sad recently and you, you just cry. I, I don't know if you guys have done this, but, uh, it's, it's refreshing. Like it makes you feel so much better because you get to, you get to experience that you get to react and experience this emotion to these things that have been bothering you or, or just, I, you know, thoughts that bother you, like whatever it may be, you you get to release it and you don't hold it in anymore. So, you know, it's just like these rooms where you go and break stuff. You can think of shit that makes you mad and then you just go and break something. And I, I'm assuming that, you know, that would help you have that emotional release to get, to get rid of that, that anger, you know, and it could, it could even be like depression, you know, if, if like maybe you're depressed and like going and breaking stuff, Makes you feel a little better. I, I don't know, but I kind of want to do it now. <laughs> I 
I'll just start one in my backyard, guys. I'll set up a camera. We'll just break stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm thinking now, like, imagine, like, that was, like, your whole stream. It's just, you're just sitting there breaking stuff the whole time. Works much better as a recorded uh, video format, but yeah. Oh, man. Just, I mean, and, and kind of, it's, it's ironic that I brought that up. I did not bring that up to make this point, but I've mentioned this before. Just doing this podcast and, like, talking is very therapeutic for me. Uh... Like I feel a lot better, and you know, from when I started to I do, you know, to now, I don't know what it is. I feel a lot better than I did when I first started the podcast. Like just now, then the last thirty minutes, I feel I feel better. I think it's because you know I got to say some things that I hadn't talked to my friends about or whatever it may be, and I hope this meets you guys well. But uh, that's really all I wanted to talk about. I will say uh, on an end to, on an ending note. I've been watching a lot more NFL football and my, my, the team that I root for is the uh, Washington Redskins. And, uh, today we lost to the, uh, Packers. And we, even though we lost, I had one, I had a lot of fun watching the game because it looked like they were making progress. And that's something that I want to do in my real life is, kind of watch myself if that makes any sense this is going to sound a little a little weird but i want to watch myself and you know find these improvements find these things that i can share about and just be happy about them because you know like i don't celebrate i don't celebrate myself a lot and i feel like i should just be, just because i feel like if i celebrate you know minor victories like for instance my podcast you know let's say it reaches 500 500 uh like listens i think it's currently around like 250 you know something like that is like it, i mean i'm assuming there's a ton of podcasts that don't get that many listens i don't know but it's it's like oh that's a that's a cool uh, you know achievement to have it's like i don't i don't celebrate these things because i don't feel like they're they don't they don't merit celebration for me like i'm like it's it's like I don't, I don't view, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think how I want to say this. I'm sorry. I view a lot of things in extremes. So in my head, if, if my podcast isn't, you know, this huge success or huge podcast, it's, it's basically a failure. And that's such a terrible way to view things. And I think, I think the reason that I think like that is because of, you know, Things that I've experienced in my past, like, you know, dropping out of college and quote unquote, not having success, which is a weird concept in general, you know, of like, how does one define success? You know, it's not always about how much money you make. It's not about, you know, what you've done with your life, but you can measure success in different ways. And I think for a long time up until now, I've, I've always wanted to measure it in like accolades and achievements that I haven't, I haven't, you know, checked off. So I think that's why I have that white and black mentality, you know, that extremist, like either you make it a hundred percent, you know, you make the best of the best or you, you know, 
that's like if you guys haven't seen the movie uh Talladega Nights, it's like you're either first or you're last. And I and I hate to quote that because you may not get it, but it's it's a dumb way of thinking. It's like you can get second and be okay. Hell, you you know, like you can get third, you can get seventeenth, and it's still good. You still finished the race. You 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 placed. And I mean, that's just something that I need to do more often is just realize you, you're, you, you've, you've finished the race, you know, like you may not have gotten first. Oh, well, you still have something to celebrate. For instance, I mean, the fact that I'm still streaming after three years and nine months and most streamers quit in the first 90 days. I, I feel like that I'm probably in the top 5% of people as far as times, time, you know, streaming, maybe not hours, but you know, years, I'm probably, you know, somewhere near the top. And, you know, that's something to be celebrated. You know, it's like, at least I can say that I've stuck with it. This is honestly one of my longest commitments in my life. Other than a few friendships, uh, I've, I think I've streamed longer than I've spent at any one job. I have definitely streamed longer than I have spent in, spent in school. Well, other than grade school, but like college. It's it's weird to think of it like that. Um, and I hope, I hope you guys are... Are able to relate to that in some way I don't know I'm sorry if I kind of rambled there for a bit but yeah just celebrate your small victories guys and that's what I'll leave you with I'm gonna get out of here thank you guys for listening you guys are always great next week we'll have a new episode with a guest it might uh but I am gonna record more solo episodes because I really do enjoy these if you guys if you guys like these let me know uh like I said hit me up on Twitter or email me uh, Twitter is Vanilla Experience. The email is that's so funny podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. See you guys next time.